1: Imagine a country where all the immigrants suddenly returned to their native land. Train lines under construction might have to come to a complete stop. Hotel rooms would go uncleaned. And, worst of all, there would be nobody to make the bacon. No, it's not an episode of Black Mirror. It's a conceivable scenario today in one European country, and potentially others. The big surprise? It doesn't even have much to do with immigration policy. Welcome to Benchmark. I'm Scott Landman, an economics editor with Bloomberg News in Washington. And I'm Daniel Moss, economics writer and editor at Bloomberg View in New York. So, Dan, debates over immigration are roiling much of the Western world. Here in the United States, Donald Trump won the presidential election in part by promising to build a border wall and clamp down on illegal immigration. In Europe, similar kinds of sentiment helped fuel the Brexit movement, and in other countries there's been an influx of refugees, particularly from the Middle East, and that's fueling the rise of populist anti-immigration parties. You know, immigration is a bit like trade. It's become a proxy for whatever people feel ails society generally. It often has nothing to do with the economic merits of the argument. Something that we've definitely seen lately. And so the country we're actually going to talk about today is Denmark. Even with a tightening of immigration policy there, foreign workers have kept coming in and now account for almost one tenth of the country's labor force with Eastern Europeans making up a good chunk of that. And yet their native countries, such as Poland and Hungary are getting richer. People there can make more money and that is luring a lot of these migrants back. Joining us today to talk about this situation is Karen Hagerup. She's the CEO of Danish Agriculture and Food Council, and she was previously the country's justice minister, among other positions. She joins us by phone from Copenhagen. Karen, thanks for speaking with us on Benchmark. You're welcome. So let me get something out of the way. First of all, tell us a little bit about Denmark's famous bacon.
2: Denmark's famous bacon. Uh, I think Denmark is a farming country. It's known to be a farming country. We have been working in the farming industry for many centuries, and we did something differently than lots of other countries because instead of competing against one another, we actually joined up and made cooperatives, and we learned to share knowledge and know-how with one another so that we could compete with the rest of the countries in the world. So we have in Denmark now for many, many centuries have had an export uh, not only with bacon or butter or famous brands that is known worldwide and where we have very high food security and food safety and traceability so that we have gained access to export markets around the world. Uh, But because we have worked together in this area for so long time and because we are now also very highly acknowledged for what we do, Approximately 25% of the total export of goods from Denmark actually comes from the Danish agriculture and food sector.
1: And what role do foreign workers play in this industry?
2: They play a very significant role. The number of unemployed in Denmark is generally at a very low level. And in many parts of the country, we already would have what, what you would actually call full employment because we have so few people who are not in the workforce uh, to begin with that you could characterize it as full employment. And in those parts of the countries, and those parts are often far away from the larger cities. That is where a lot of my companies are located. So that's the places where it's even more difficult to attract people, to actually get them to move there or to get them to take a job there. And that is where we have been very, very fortunate with the foreign labor that we have been able to attract to Denmark because they have had the possibility of having a real high wage and also a very, very good job. Uh, so since 2014, we can see that the increase of the total labor force in Denmark, for a big part of it, actually has been because we have had a large increase of foreign labor. And of course, in the food and agriculture sector, we have had our share of those people.
1: What kind of labor shortages are there now in the food and agriculture industries?
2: It is in the dairy sector uh, that we see the issues, but it is also in the agro industry. Uh, we have a large, large agro industry where they actually make the machineries that are needed in the in the processing companies and also in the farms. So it is also people who have high educations when it comes to uh, using data to be just in a normal educated um, plants where they can make things that are working together in a a different way that they used to. So it is people with high education that we also need.
1: Could the Danish agriculture industry be what it is today without immigrant workers?
2: No, we couldn't. If you look at it in totally, we employ more than 200,000 foreigners. They come from many different parts of the world and they also have very diverse backgrounds and education and skills. But if all 200,000 of them... Tomorrow said uh, we are going back to where we came from. The Danish Agriculture and Food Council could not produce what we do today and we could not deliver what we do in the total export of goods from Denmark, which is approximately 25 percent of the total goods from Denmark that comes from the Danish agriculture and food sector. So if the foreigners were to leave, we would be in a very bad position.
1: Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com.
0: Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE.
1: Now, we've reported that foreigners are leaving not necessarily because of more restrictive immigration policies, but because their home countries are getting richer, that wages are rising, and that the wages in Denmark might not be so attractive, relatively speaking, as they were some years ago. Is this something that Denmark is able to fix or that your industry is able to deal with?
2: The people that come from other countries and work in our factories, they would get the same pay as the Danish workforce would do. And it is, as you may know, the Danish model where we have a pay agreement. So it is still relatively competitive if you see What a Dane would get or a foreigner working in Denmark would get uh, comparing to what they would get in the UK, it is maybe three times as much that they would get in Denmark. But what we are seeing now is that the growth rates in countries, for instance, like Poland, where we have had lots of our workforce coming from, the growth rate in Poland uh, last year in just the second quarter was about 7.7% in the processing industry. So relatively, the wages are increasing in countries like Poland and of course if you would like to go to Denmark to have a job and you have a family back home you would have to make some sacrifices in your personal life so it is relatively when does the balance tip when is it no longer attractive to maybe away from your family and all all the week and then only be home in the weekend? so of course this is an issue that we have to be very much aware of that the growth rates in for instance Poland are so high.
1: And are there people in Denmark, you might be attuned to this because of your political background, who look at this and say, hang on a second, shouldn't these jobs in an iconic Danish industry be for Danes?
2: Well, you know, the situation is that we don't have enough labor force uh, to take the jobs. If everyone were to go where they came from, we would just be a country with companies and with a farming industry that could not deliver because we deliver most of our goods to the export markets. Of course, our companies are very very reliant on if they can get the workforce that they need, because then they could actually sell more. And if they can't sell more, then they're not competitive uh, when they match themselves up uh, against other companies from other countries. So if we can't get the workforce or the labor that we actually need, the companies will be less productive and they would be less attractive. So no, we do not have 200,000 People in Denmark without a job. We only have, uh, I think, it's about 4.2% of people without a job in the current situation. And because of lots of my companies are located in the in the countryside, these people that actually do not have a job in Denmark, they might live in the larger cities, very very far away from my companies. So if I can't get the foreigners to come uh, still being able to give them a relatively high income and pay for what they do, I would have a serious problem because there are not enough Danes without a job in Denmark to take over.
1: And one last question, Karen, this isn't just limited to the agriculture and food industries. I, I assume that with your background and your connections in politics and across other industries and other trade groups, that this is something that other people and other business leaders are probably talking about too, right?
2: In the processing industry, in the construction industry, at the hotels, and in special areas, this is an issue of very, very high importance. And it is an issue that is not going to go away because if we do not get be able to have the workforce that we actually need, then Denmark is going to be a more poor country. And if you see the way that the wages are created in Denmark, it is is very different from other countries. So if you actually look at it, you can't say that these foreigners have come and they have taken jobs that Danes should otherwise have had. You cannot say that because foreigners have come, then the development in the wages have been less or that the pay is bad. Um, Actually, everyone is getting a higher income because the companies get more productive. The country's BNP is rising. So if the possibilities of of getting the workforce that you need from other countries would disappear. Then the country would all in total be more poor, and the wages would also drop for the Danish employees because the companies that they actually work at would be less productive.
1: Karen Hagerup, CEO of Danish Agriculture and Food Council. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, bye. Benchmark will be back next week. Until then, you can find us on the Bloomberg Terminal, Bloomberg.com, our Bloomberg app, as well as wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and Stitcher. Please take the time to rate and review the show while you're there. And you can also find us on Twitter. You can follow me at at Scott Landman. Dan, you're at Moss underscore Eco. Karen is at at K-A-R-E-N-H-A-E-K. Benchmark is produced by Topher Forges, the head of Bloomberg Podcasts is Francesca Levy. Thanks for listening. See you next time.